Welcome to Pod Planet, a place where things happen that may sound unbelievable, strange, incredible. If you've ever wondered if you were weird or strange or the odd man out, these stories will restore your belief that there are indeed people out there who are weirder, stranger, and odder than you ever imagined. Perhaps you'll find some comfort in that. Bear in mind, Every story from Pod Planet is between 83 and 100% true. These are stories we have experienced, survived, and lived to tell about. Let us begin. And now, Pod Planet presents Runaway Molly and Bronco Bob. At first blush, this story may be hard to believe, incredibly, fantastically hard to believe, because this story took place in a time before there were mobile phones, before Al Gore invented the internet. It was a time before GPS and APBs. In other words, this story took place in technology's dark ages. Way back, a long time ago back in the 20th century. There was no binge-watching, no texting, no Facebook, no Instagram. It was an earlier time. People read newspapers. Doctors smoked cigarettes. Baseball players hit 500-foot home runs while fighting monster hangovers. And then there were the cowboys. Cowboys were household names. They were famous musicians. They were leading men in films. Cowboys had stars on Hollywood's Walk of Fame. Back then, a big-time cowboy was on the level of, say, Brad Pitt, or David Beckham, or George Clooney. You know, sexiest man alive stuff. Which brings me to my mild-mannered Aunt Molly. My Aunt Molly. The Molly I knew when I was a kid. Was a writer, a painter, the wife of a district attorney, and a busy, stay-at-home mom. One thing I never understood, though, was why, when Molly was younger, she was suddenly shipped off to a boarding school in New England. No one in the family ever talked about it. When I'd ask my mother, her older sister, what happened, my mother would just say, she fell in with the wrong crowd. The wrong crowd. I guess that's one way to put it. As it turns out, the wrong crowd, in this case, was a daredevil rodeo cowboy. They called him the crown prince of the cowboys. Aunt Molly was 16 at the time, and the cowboy in question, known to the nation as Bronco Bob, was a three-time world champion and 30 years her senior. Oh, and just to make things more interesting, Old Bronco Bob was married, too. But, despite the age difference and marital status, that didn't get in the way of what was to become Molly and Bronco Bob's Mutual Admiration Society. So wait, let me back up here. My grandfather, Molly's dad, was a local civic leader who always had an affinity for life out west in the Rocky Mountains. Anyway, Grandpa, 
and some of his cohorts started an annual summer rodeo and somehow managed to get Rodeo Hall of Famer Wild Man Bronco Bob as the main attraction. The rodeo became an annual event, and over that time, Aunt Molly blossomed. From a cute adolescent into a saucy ingenue, just in time for one of Bronco Bob's annual visits. By this point, Bronco Bob and my grandfather had become fast friends. Bob staying at the house with the family, eating breakfast and dinner, and no doubt enjoying some brown liquor with Grandpa. Well, one year, the morning after the rodeo, my grandfather was the master of ceremonies. The family gathered for breakfast, but there was no sign of 46-year-old Bronco Bob. And just to complicate things, there was no sign of 16-year-old Aunt Molly. Turns out, 16-year-old Molly had skedaddled in the middle of the night with a 46-year-old married world champion Bronco Buster, riding shotgun in his truck, towing Bob's rodeo horses, Rasputin and Jimbo, in a trailer. The destination? Bronco Bob had a ranch down in West Texas, and he and Aunt Molly had a good head start. So, with his daughter missing, my grandfather fired up the car. Then he and his brother Jed drove cross-country to Texas, trying to figure out where Bronco Bob's ranch was and how to retrieve 16-year-old Aunt Molly from her new 46-year-old paramour. Days later, they found the ranch, 60 miles south of Dalhart, and they retrieved young Aunt Molly. It was, no doubt, a long and quiet ride back home. Three or four days on Route 66 in late July. No air conditioning in the car. Can you believe? No air conditioning? No wireless access? No 4G LTE tablet device to watch a movie on? Just Uncle Jed, Molly, and her dad. And a lot of silence. In other words, plenty of time for Grandpa to wonder what kind of cowboy rope tricks old Bronco had introduced Aunt Molly to. On the other hand, Molly must have enjoyed herself. She went on to have seven kids later in life with my uncle, the district attorney. In any event, a couple of weeks after returning from her southwestern adventure, Aunt Molly found herself enrolled in an all-girl boarding school in New England. And as for Bob, the world champion Bronco rider, according to publications including the West Texas Tribune and the Panhandle Press. Old Bob died when the Willie's Jeep he was driving rolled over at his West Texas ranch a year after he'd swept Aunt Molly off her feet. After his untimely death, Bronco Bob was later inducted into the National Rodeo Hall of Fame. But something tells me Bronco Bob earned an esteemed place in Aunt Molly's Hall of Fame. A few years before, there were laws against that sort of thing. You've been listening to Pod Planet Season 1. Pod Planet is written and produced by Peter McHugh and Clive Desmond. Audio and digital support for Pod Planet comes from Oliver Wickham, 
and Aiden Vickery, two of the best and brightest young minds in audio today. Theme music for Pod Planet Season 1 was composed and produced by Richard Suddy, aka Telegraphy, from Detroit. Look for Telegraphy's FMA link in the credits section of our webpage. Richard Suddy is an amazing artist, and you'll want to hear more Telegraphy. Every Pod Planet episode contains some fantastic original music, much of which is courtesy FMA. If you'd like to hear or know more about the composers from this or any episode of Pod Planet, look for their links in the episode credits section of our webpage. These musicians are amazing, and you'll want to take a listen to their work. And special thanks again to FMA.org. And if you haven't subscribed to Pod Planet yet, subscribe now. Go to our webpage, PodPlanet.org, PodPlanet's one word, and click on subscribe or hit follow on whatever podcatcher app you're using. You'll find Pod Planet on Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Lipson, YouTube, and many others. And follow Pod Planet on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Links on our webpage. Pod Planet is part of PRX, the Public Radio Exchange. So if you're a radio station that would like to add Pod Planet to your schedule, look us up at prx.org. PRX can set it all up. We love to hear from listeners, so please leave your thoughts or questions in the comments section on our webpage. And be sure to recommend Pod Planet to your friends. Send them our link, podplanet.org. Pod Planet would like to thank Lydia, Lola, and Tattoo Sound and Music in Toronto as well as extra special thanks to Monique Kelly for her guidance, insight, and never-ending support. This is Pod Planet Season 1. We'll be back in two weeks with a new and startling episode. Until then, on behalf of Peter McHugh and the whole Pod Planet team, thanks for listening. I'm Clive Desmond.